Welcome to another episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, brought to you by The Good Success Group. We are grateful to God for your presence, participation, and partnership. And now, here is Reverend Greer. So let us um, turn our hearts and minds to God in prayer uh, so we can go into the Word. Dear God, we just thank you so much for another opportunity to speak to your people. We just ask for your Holy Spirit to uh, empower us and enable us to speak your Word with power and clarity that we be able to hear it and to respond to it and to live into what you are calling us to. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for us and the ways that you have made us free. Uh, each and every day of our lives. Thanks for calling us out of darkness into the marvelous light. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses one through three, NIV version. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endureth such oppression from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Thank God for God's word and for God's people running partners. We want to talk about running partners. Amen. This letter to the Hebrews was written to people who were being persecuted, okay, uh, because they they had forsaken Judaism for Jesus Christ, right? So they left their, their, their uh, historical religion of Judaism, uh, and they turned to Jesus Christ and became his followers. So they were being persecuted for that. Um, and, and they were facing bitter opposition. They were in danger of interpreting their sign, their suffering as a sign that God was displeased with them. And so uh, they were, they might become discouraged and give up. And worst of all, they might be tempted to return to the temple and its ceremonies, right? You know, there was a lot of pagan worship, um, especially at that time. And, and so uh, the writer of Hebrews wanted them to know that they should not think of their sufferings as unique. Um, I say the writer of Hebrews again, because we don't know exactly who wrote this letter. Um, many people do ascribe it to the Apostle Paul. However, you know, if you've been reading the New Testament, that Paul was not a shy guy. Amen. He was uh, someone who was a, for- a formidable proclaimer who survived a snake bite, and he shook it off into the fire, and he kept it rolling. Um, he had no problems uh, uh, fixing his name to something that he wrote um, or putting his signature on something. He's the same one who survived the shipwreck at sea and kept it moving for the sake of the gospel. Um, uh, Apostle Paul, he did not mind controversy either. He was a bold brother uh, 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 because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, equated, he equated himself on the same level as the other apostles who actually walked and talked with the Savior um, during his earthly ministry. See, Paul didn't, he didn't get to do that. He came on the scene after Jesus had been uh, uh, dead 
buried and resurrected and, and gone back to heaven. Paul came on the scene after that. But the, um, the, the faith chapter, if you remember a chapter 11 of Hebrews is called the faith. We call it the faith chapter, which gives us uh, a picture of some of the great cloud of witnesses who surround us is what it's telling us here in chapter 12. Now, chapter 12 is about pressing on. It's about marching forward uh, and running ahead because of the great examples that we have before us. Uh, these forerunners encircle us as witnesses, but not as spectators. I don't want you to think that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, don't, I don't have that type of theology. I don't believe they are spectators of what's going on here in the earth today. Amen. Uh, 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 because if they are presently at home with the Lord Jesus Christ, they're not distracted by watching the affairs of the world down here. I mean, you watch the news and you get depressed. So think if you had the opportunity to watch the whole world, all right, from, from, from that perspective. So I don't, that's, that's my theology is that if they're going home to be with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's where they are. That's where their attention is. They, they're not watching the affairs of going on here. So I'm not talking about them as witnesses, as spectators, okay? Instead, they are witnesses to us by the lives that they lived, through the legacies that they left behind, especially the legacies of faith and endurance. You guys just talked to us about some of the things that the foreparents had to endure and that they went through and suffered. So that's the way that, uh, that we're talking about. These graduated saints, these graduated believers, they set a high level of expectation and a high standard for us to duplicate. Uh, and what they have done should encourage us to do what we are called to do here and now. We have things that we are supposed to be doing here and now in the earth uh, for Jesus Christ to push forward where they left off, amen? And so that's, what, that's the way that they are witnesses to us. And, and not just the names that are listed in chapter 11, but as we've heard today, uh, we each have and can point to some people in our own families, in our church history, in our communities, uh, 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 some profiles of men and women who have laid a solid foundation of faith and endurance. We have some examples that we can listen to and lift up, and that's why we wanted to make sure that you shared those and thought, and thought about those as a community, that we do have people that we can look at. I know sometimes the, the negative ones get highlighted and lifted up more, but there's a lot of good back there, too, that people did. And we need to remember and reflect upon and lift up and talk about. Don't just talk about the bad stuff. Um, oftentimes, because of racism and systemic oppression, they did not receive all of the highlights and accolades uh, that they were worthy of uh, on this side of glory. But surely God honors them, right, as we do today. God honors them. We believe they got their reward and that they're enjoying uh, the fruits of their labor. They just, it didn't happen on this side for them, but sometimes God answers our prayers on the other side. And I believe that they, they, got, they got their just due um, uh, on the other side. And it's so much better and, 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 and beyond anything we could have done for them anyway on, on this side of, of, of heaven. Amen. And so family, the Christian life is a race that requires discipline and endurance and therefore, we must strip ourselves of everything that would impede us. Amen. And so um, the, the weights are things that are harmless in and of themselves. It, it talks about throw away every weight. But weights in and of themselves are kind of harmless. They, they, in themselves, they don't hurt you. And yet they have the potential 
of hindering our progress while we're running a race. So even if I see people training with weights, right, uh, to get ready for a, a, a race, I, I never see them wearing weights on their bodies when they're actually in the competition. Now, now I got to shed all that stuff off so I can actually get out here and run this this race. Those weights help me to run faster. But now that they're off, I can run the way I need to. And so in racing competitions, uh, uh, there are usually uh, there usually are not rules against carrying supplies of food. If you want to carry, you know, a backpack and put some water in there and things of that sort, you can do that. Um, but I, I never see them do that because they know that stuff would weigh them down. I mean, that's why you have maybe people along the, the route that you're running. Maybe they'll give you some water or something along your way. Uh, uh, you can you can drink it and you can cast it away, but they don't walk around with that stuff on them. We have weights, though, uh, that we often try to carry. We try to carry weights in our lives. I know we've been called to do a great work, but sometimes we do try to walk around with all this extra weight. You know, I preached that sermon about baggage claim. You know, we got to shed ourselves of some of those things that we've been trying to carry as we run for Jesus. We, we, but, we, but, but we have these things that sometimes weigh us down. It could be material possessions. It could be some of our family ties or friendly associations that we have. It could be the love of comfort, right? We love to be comfortable, um, but that could be a weight. If you, you know saying you just gotta be comfortable all the time to do what you need to do. It could be a lack of mobility though, right? Maybe we have some, some health challenges that are considered weights because they're not allowing you to do the things that you know God wants you to do. But I also want you to think of weight in the aspect of sin. Sin could be a weight that's weighing us down. That's what the Bible says. He says, and the, and the, and the sin that so easily ensnares us, that's a weight that you're carrying. The text says, we got to lay aside that even too. We got to lay aside that sin. And this could mean sin in any form, but I think is especially dangerous is the sin of unbelief, amen, amen, the sin of unbelief, when you, when, when God has revealed God's self to us, and we still choose to doubt God, we still choose to not believe God, and to trust God fully, that can become a sin that you're carrying around for us, because we must have complete trust in the promises of God, and solid uh, confidence that the life of faith is worth the race, right, we got to believe that we're surely going to win what Jesus has allowed us to run, the race that he's set before us, because he's running with us. And so we know uh, from our time in Bible study, my friends, that uh, uh, the trap of offense is another perilous pitfall that we face, right? Just being so easily offended. Uh, some people, you know, you look at them wrong or you don't speak to them or, you know, whatever, they can just get so offended uh, and, and upset over the smallest things. And we already know from our time talking together that, yes, Christians fall into this, too. Uh, we can be some of the most easy, easily offended and fickle folk, um, just as some people out in the world who never um, met Jesus for themselves. But this often leads us to unforgiveness, which we already know that's a sin. We know unforgiveness is a sin. Uh, uh, and when it's left unchecked, uh, it can be more powerful than quicksand when you don't check your unforgiveness, it was, it's going to just bring you down. It's going to bring you down. And so as believers, we must guard against the notion that the race that's set before us is an easy sprint. Hey Amen. This ain't no easy walk. This ain't no cakewalk when you come in and, and, and decide to run for Jesus. 
uh, uh, this is this is not easy work. And so you got to understand that but that everything in the Christian life is not going to be rosy and it's not going to be free of challenges. You're going to face challenges. And therefore, we must be prepared to press on with the perseverance uh, uh, through the trials and temptations that are certain to come your way. And verse two, uh, uh, not only do we have to have this great cloud of witnesses to inspire us as we gallop for Jesus, the text tells us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. We have this great cloud of witnesses, but it says, keep your eyes on Jesus. And so while we are encouraged by those who have run before us, our primary focus is always on the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. That's that's our primary focus because we know some sometimes those people that we that we look up to, um, and who encourage us, who inspire, who came before us, we have to remember that their feet are made of clay too, and they and they can they're fallible. They can make mistakes, and I mean I, I can remember being maybe in my early twenties and, and something came out in, in our church uh, community, and it just rocked me because you know I had looked up to this person at, and, and held them in such a high regard that it bothered me when I, when their sin was revealed, right? And made publicly known. And, and, and one of my professors, um, I wrote about it in one of my papers and the only comment she wrote on the bottom was, his feet are made of clay too, right? And that just stuck with me, right? In, in a lot of ways that he can make mistakes, but guess who else can? I can too. My feet are made of clay too. And that always stuck with me like, uh, so. but we have Jesus. Right. We have Jesus to look at, at, at as well. He is the perfect example because he is the only one that lived a, a, a sinless and blameless life before God, the father. Amen. He is truly the pioneer of our faith in the sense that he has provided us with the only perfect example of what life, a life of faith should look like. Uh, we may have these rich histories of faith runners in our individual and collective heritage heritages, and yet Nobody has ever lived like Jesus. Nobody ever died like Jesus. Nobody ever lived like Jesus. Uh, nobody is greater than Jesus. Amen. And so that is who we look to. Um, Jesus is also the finisher of the faith. Um, beloved, he, he's not only the one who began the race, but he finished the race victoriously. Um, and so for him, the race course stretched from heaven to Bethlehem, then on to Gethsemane, and on to Calvary's cross down to the pits of hell, and then down into the tomb and back to heaven again. Amen. Jesus, he ran a long race, a marathon. It wasn't a sprint uh, coming all the way from heaven to earth, down to, to death, uh, down to, to, to hell and back again. He took a long, he took the long way around to get you what you needed, the salvation. And at no time did he falter, no time did he fail, no time did he turn away. Uh, and uh, abandoned the mission, he stayed the course until it was complete. Um, he kept his eyes fixed on the coming glory uh, when all the redeemed of the Lord would be gathered together with him eternally. That's what, we're, that's what we're looking forward to. And so this strict focus enabled him to think nothing of the shame or humiliation, uh, and, he, and it allowed him to endure torture and death on the cross for your sins and mine. That's what Jesus, he went through all of that because he was focused on the day when we would have this great family reunion, amen, in heaven. And so no one ever endured such hostility from sinners as he did 
I know we go through some hard stuff, and I mean, you guys even shared some hard stories today. Uh, uh, but Jesus, He endured this from people He created, right? He, they He created these people that that tortured Him and beat Him and spit upon Him, um, um, and, and yet He was able to stay committed to crossing the finish line so He could win the race for our souls, right? He had to win our soul salvation. He had to go through what he went through and we have to go through what we have to go through amen we can't we can't get snatched out of the fire we got to go through it uh, and, and get to the other side but we're not going in there alone and that's the, the main thing we're trying to say we have these running partners right this legacy that you have before you um those 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 stories should encourage you that's why i always say it's so important to tell our stories tell those stories about the the, the faith leaders that came before us um, so that can encourage the generation that's coming behind us and, and, and encourage us as we're running our ways. And so we have this uh, tendency to grow weary and discouraged sometimes, my brothers and sisters. Um, but we should think of all that Jesus went through, because when we do, our trials and tribulations will seem small in comparison. Right. But we can overcome anything that comes our way. Why? Because he's already overcome everything. Even even death, the Bible tells us, he overcame everything. And so we can overcome everything. And so that is our word uh, for today. Be encouraged by those faith uh, runners that came before us. They are our partners, our running partners. When you run the race, you never run alone, right? We Those, those people, we carry those people with us in our heart. I believe my, my grandmother, she didn't get to see all of her kids and grandkids get saved and truly turn their lives around before she left the earth. But a lot of them are coming to the faith now and they're running for Jesus. And so I believe that, um, yes, I say, like I said, she's gone on, but she, she's a part of who we are. She's, she's running with us uh, even as we are here today. Um, we have our natural DNA, but we have a spiritual DNA, amen. And so we are, we are living that stuff out loud every day and we never are running alone. And also, we're going to keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. But as always, you know, we are a Christian church. We are um, someone that believes in Jesus Christ. And we often say here that our goal is to not only be disciples, but to make disciples. And so if you don't know the Lord Jesus and the pardon of your sin, we're going to invite you um, to pray with us um, right now and accept Jesus Christ. And so prayer on the screen simply says, Lord Jesus, for far too long I have kept you out of my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart now, Lord Jesus, and be my savior forever and ever and ever. And we believe if you prayed that prayer with us and you believed it in your heart that you are saved today. And it doesn't matter what anybody tries to tell you, uh, what the devil in hell or, or, or his imps that are, or pimps that are here in the earth will try to tell you uh, and try to, to make you doubt what you just confessed. I believe it. And if you do too, then you are saved and, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing 
And so are we at Henderson Chapel Emmy Churches. So if you're watching online or rebroadcast, we would love for you to let us know. We invite you to do that because we want to be your running partners. We want to partner with you and we need you to partner with us. We need to encourage each other. I preached yesterday, I preached yesterday uh, from the topic, the faith of friends. And we talked about the power of friendship and how we need somebody. We all need each other. And I, I said, I don't care if you're uh, the president. I don't care if you're a mayor, if you're a pastor. A I don't care what your title is. You need some solid people that's going to encourage you, that can uh, uh, lift you up, that can hold you accountable. Right. You need that. And so we all do at every station and level of our lives. And so we need it in our faith walk with Jesus. If you're going to run this race, you're going to need somebody that can help teach you, that can help encourage you, can correct you, uh, and all of those types of things. And, and so make sure that you partner with us. Let us know that you accepted Jesus. Uh, and if you don't live in this area, make sure you get into a good uh, Bible-believing church where you can be taught the Word of God and that you can be encouraged to live out your faith with Jesus Christ. Amen. The Good Success Group would like to thank you for listening to and sharing this episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast. If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you can be notified of any future programming. And to sponsor future episodes of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, please click on the support button or connect with us via Cash App or PayPal. The information to do so is listed under the description for this episode. We thank you so much for your support and stay blessed. But we're also going to always keep our eyes on Jesus, running towards Jesus, running for Jesus, running with Jesus, right? Uh, we're no longer, thankfully, at a point in our lives where we are running away from Jesus. Amen. As maybe some of us were at some point in time or another that we knew that God was calling us to live for him and to run for him. So we thank God that we responded to the word. Amen. Amen.